0: 2 Kings chapter three sixteen. He said, make this valley full of ditches Hallelujah For thus saith the Lord, you shall not see wind Neither shall ye see rain Yet that valley shall be filled with water That ye may drink both ye and your cattle And your beasts And this is but a light thing in the sight of the Lord Amen. And you know the Lord was speaking to me about that Something similar to that earlier Because he, see that's supernatural When you don't see wind And you don't see rain Yet the ditches get filled up with water Amen. That's getting over into the supernatural area of provision. And the Lord spoke to me about this church. And he said if, you, if we would walk in faith, if we would stay in faith, if we would stay in faith and if we would stay in unity, that he would use this church to do things with this number of people that churches of thousands could not do in the natural. He would use us to perform things. Even he insinuated in my heart, even he would use us to perform financial things that churches of thousands couldn't do in the natural. Amen. And so he said if we'd make ditches, if we'd make the ditches, if we'll make a place, if we'll make a reservoir, if we'll make a storehouse, he'll do it supernaturally. Hallelujah. So we don't lean to what we can see. We don't try to figure it out. No, now, Lord, you know, I'm going to balance my budget and figure out how I'm going to give. No, we obey God. We obey God and then we, and, and, and we don't know how he does it. It's unexplainable how the ditches get filled with water. It's unexplainable. It's an obedience to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, y'all are a faith people. You're a special people. Amen. You're a special people. I'm not ashamed. I don't know about you, but I am not ashamed of the gospel that we preach. I am not ashamed of the faith gospel. Hallelujah. I'm not ashamed of being turned on for Jesus. I'm not ashamed of being a fanatic for the Lord. I'm not ashamed of speaking in tongues. I'm thankful to speak in tongues I'm not ashamed of being full of the Holy Ghost I'm not ashamed to believe in healing Praise God Now I don't cast my pearls before swine all the time But I'm not ashamed of it Amen Is there somebody here tonight God gave me this earlier Who is either going for tests in the next week or two Or getting the results of tests Medical tests Anybody going for tests Well hallelujah glory to God Thank you, Jesus, are getting the results of tests. Well, all is well. All is well. Thank you, Jesus. All is well. Thank you, Lord. Turn over to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 19. I love to come to church on Sunday night. Now, we didn't come last week. And I always just test it out in my heart. You know, because I just say, Well, Lord... Uh, how does this feel good? Does this feel fun? And I say, no, it doesn't. And you know why? It. I'm, I'm, but you know what? You know why people don't want to have church on Sunday night? Well, I'll tell you why people don't want to have church on Sunday because they're they're because they're not their lives are out of priority, out of control, and they're just thinking, oh God, if I just had Sunday, I could catch up. I could just because they they haven't prioritized. In other words, they're not do, they're doing much more than God ever asked them to do. And so they're just wore out, flat wore out, tired. Because they're doing things God didn't ask them to do, and they're not anointed to do it. And so they're, the, the whole world's exhausted. Absolutely. That's why they live for the weekend. One reason is because they're ter- physically, tremendously, physically exhausted. And it's because we put more on our plate that God ever called, called us to put on our plate. Hallelujah. We, we, you know, there's too many choices in America. And we think we have to do it all. We have to do it all, our kids have to do it all And so we've got more on our plate And you know what it leads to, it leads to stress And it leads to, it, because it's disobedience There's no way you can do it in faith When you're not doing If you're doing things God didn't call you to do There's no way to do it in faith Whatever's not a faith is sin, therefore you're in sin Therefore you're, the door's open to the devil You have a, a, a In a small way the door's open To the devil, and you know we should not Take lightly things that That, that we encounter we should be shocked when we encounter, uh, when the when the devil steals from us or tries to come and steal, kill, and destroy from us. We shouldn't say, oh, the devil stole from me. We ought to say, oh, my God, where's the door open? Oh, my God, I've got a door open. Jesus, I've got a door open. What, wh- where is my door open? Where's the my door open? You know, your kid gets hit in the head with a, club or something, you go, oh, where's the door open? Why would my kid get hurt? Shouldn't we? Yes. Shouldn't we ask ourselves that? Right. Instead of saying, oh, you know, ha, 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 these things just happen. Not to us, they don't. Right. Not to us, they don't. Not if we're in the secret place of the Most High God, walking under the shadow of the Almighty. I watched, uh, I was watching, I was flipping through channels one day this week, one afternoon, and I saw Unsolved Mysteries, and I Caught my eye. Well, the, I thought, well, man, they don't even know when they're in faith. But they, you know, God honors faith even when people don't know they get in faith. And there was this little girl, and she was telling uh, this woman, young woman, telling a story about when she was a little girl and gone on vacation with her kinfolks and went to the painted desert and decided to step over the guardrail to take pictures because uh, <laughs> uh, she could get better pictures and slid down one of those embankments and could not even, and all of a sudden just suddenly stopped and couldn't even see the top, couldn't even see her relatives and thought, I don't know how I'm going to get back up at the top. And uh, didn't know why she stopped. But at home, her mama, who was a, uh, not so much a faith Christian, but a Christian who read her Bible every day. And just so happened that day that she felt led to turn to Psalm 91. And when she turned to Psalm 91, all of a sudden she had a knowing that her daughter was going to die. She said, all of a sudden, I knew my daughter was going to die that day. And she said, I began to plead with the Lord. Now, I don't think the pleading with the Lord did as much good as the other things she did. But she looked down, she said, and read Psalm 91, and she said those two verses where it says, He shall give his angels charge over thee to keep you in all your way, and you won't even dash your foot against a stone. She said those two verses jumped out at me, and she said, I believe them. And she said, all of a sudden, a peace came over me. See, now, it didn't have anything to do. She thinks it's because she pleaded with the Lord. But it didn't have anything so much because this was a little girl. This is not. Now, we might have to intercede, and we might have to uh, uh, plead the case of someone older. But this is a little girl. You know, this is someone under her authority, in other words. And so, there was not so much the pleading with the Lord... It was the fact that she got in faith over Psalm 91. And that little girl was sliding down a cliff and just stopped in midair kind of, and there was no way to get to the top. And all of the little girl said, the grown woman now said, all of a sudden I was at the top of that cliff and my relatives turned around and said, oh, oh, there you are. And she said, I don't know how I got to the top of that cliff. I just know I didn't climb up. Not only did they stop her, they put her back up at the top. The angels did. And it's an unsolved mystery to the world, but we know exactly what happened. See, we know exactly what happened. And see, I tell this. See, a lot of times we approach our life like that as an well. That's a, well. I just don't know why that happened to us. Well, ask the Lord and He'll show you. He'll show you where the door was open because there's always a reason. It always comes back to a reason, just like the pastor said. And a lot of times we find out the reason. That woman said, "Lord, break me." Well, did the Lord break her? No, that was just, she just said She might as well have said Devil, I mean you're not the devil But devil, I'm opening the door Break any bone you want to Good thing he didn't break her neck Grace of God, he didn't break her neck But see, we opened the door to the devil we just, She just said, devil, come on in See, her theology is causing her to use her mouth To open the door to the devil Over and over and over and over again her wrong theology. But sometimes we do that even unknowingly. One of the things uh, that I don't say anymore is give me a break. Think about it. Give me a break. Is that an open door to the devil or what? Now I do, I'll, I'll say, I change that to give me strength. If somebody says something that, you know, you're like, give me a break. I'm like, give me strength. Well, you know, I don't figure I can go too wrong on getting strength, do you? <laughs> So, you know, we need to change our words. You know, Gloria Copeland said that she used to say that just blew me away. And she used to say it all the time, she said. And she was preaching down in Florida somewhere, and the devil blew the whole roof off of the Coliseum that she was in. Preaching. And God showed her. It was her words. The devil will hang you on a technicality. But we ought to look at things When we start having and, and you know a lot of times what happens The devil, because we are walking in God The devil can't get to us in a full blown measure A lot of times Sometimes he does get to Christians You know But when the devil comes And he's able to steal from us Or kill or destroy in our lives We ought to say, uh oh Uh oh, I've, I've said something I'm not in obedience somewhere I'm not, or I'm, not, I'm not releasing my faith I've, I've gotten too busy And I'm not releasing my faith here Or I've willfully disobeyed God So you can't walk in the protection of God Willfully disobeying Him Not that, not that God strikes you But you just step in a place You step out from underneath See there's only protection in that place In that place Amen Hallelujah Praise God That's right that's right And you know we need to I was thinking about the I don't know I'm just I'm not even going to the Well I was thinking about that trade towers not the World Trade Center Tower number one That I when I read that That I read in church last week About how they had put up That Buddhist thing in there it, Sand painting A Buddhist sand painting And you know dedicated to Buddha And all that And I said I thought to myself I thought well no wonder And here, now listen, now this is, this is, this is See, you always will find out if you just, you know, even, you know, you go your relatives or something If you'll just keep your ear to the ground And you'll just listen, you'll find out what they said Or what they, you know, you'll find out what caused it if you'll just listen And so uh, we're just, we've been going around here two years Not really understanding fully how that could happen But you know, then that just kind of comes out And you know, I'm kind of, you know, the word says the house of the righteous will stand, doesn't it? Well, when I so that means that I'm my, I'm righteous. My house, I don't have to worry about tornadoes. I don't have to worry about it at all. Amen. Now, I, but see, a lot of Christians don't know that, and through fear, they open the door. And through what they say. And so the tornado does get a a righteous man's house. There were some righteous people in Tuscaloosa that lost their home December 16th. But it was because of their mouth and their fear. And they didn't know that the house of the righteous will stand. They didn't know that they had authority with their mouth. And they had to take their authority. Amen. And they could have been down there on their knees pleading with God. But God's not in control. He told, he told Paul, when Paul said, I beseech the Lord thrice to take this thing from me, the Lord said, My grace is sufficient for thee. In other words, I've already given you authority, Paul. Use it. Amen? Amen. Okay, so I'm the house of the righteous will stand. Well, if I'm out in the mall... I figure, now this way I look at it, and that's where I was December 16th, the mall. I figure, that's my abiding place right now. That's my dwelling place. This mall has to stand right because of me. Now that's how I look at it. Or if I'm over at your house, I don't care if you're in faith or not. Or if I'm at my mama's house, I don't care if she's in faith or not. If I'm visiting her, that's my dwelling place right now. That's my house at that moment. And it's going to stand. Now, I'm looking at it like that. Okay? It ain't blowing away with me, in it. Amen. Uh, so, but did you notice that there were a lot of Christians at the World Trade Center? And it looks like they were working there. And surely, out of all those thousand Christians, one of them had a revelation of authority. I know they did because a lot of them were Brother Copeland's partners. So they had some revelation of authority. But God wasn't able to protect them there. He had to get them out to protect them. Why? Probably because of the Buddhist thing. It's not, you know, it's dangerous. And I got to thinking about places I'd been where I felt uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. Like I was, like you know, just didn't have the peace of God. I know in Trustville, there was a little nail shop, you know, run by Orientals. Not never, not every nail shop run by Orientals has this, but this one had a shrine to Buddha over in one corner. Buddha was sitting over there, and in front of Buddha they had fruit. They had uh, oranges and bananas and fruit sitting in front of Buddha. Yeah, Buddha's vegetarian. <laughs> But, you know, I never could feel comfortable in there. I didn't, and you know, I'm like, and I tell myself now, this is, you know, this is nothing. And it is nothing. It has no power over me. But I wasn't in a, I wasn't in the right place. I didn't feel comfortable. I could tell the Holy Spirit. Now I was looking back, I'm like, oh, that's why I don't feel comfortable. Because my authority's not going to work the same when I'm in that building as it is when I've been amen so we need to basically well I'm telling you that what can I do well you can follow the Holy Spirit if you don't have peace in some place then quit going. Don't do like me. I see I wanted to get my nails done more and I want, And so I would just keep going, not have, and I'd go, and I wouldn't feel peace. And But even when I would think about it during the week, like I want to get my nails done, I'd like, oh, I dread going there. Oh, I hate going there. Oh, what is my problem? I just, but, but then I would say, oh, yeah, but these look so horrible. And so I would, and so I would go. You know And then we'd go through I'd go, I'd go through that over and over And I'd even put it off I'd like well I'll go tomorrow I'll, You know because see my spirit This is not agreeing with me Did y'all ever eat food that didn't agree with you? Well sometimes you can have things in the spirit That's just not agreeing with you Amen. And you know we ought to pay attention to those things Hallelujah And if I Knowing that what we know now If I worked at the World Trade Center And they put up a shrine to Buddha I'd say Well I'm giving you my notice Effective today I'm not giving you two weeks' notice. I'm giving you notice. Well, actually, effective immediately. I'm gathering up my stuff. Goodbye. That's what I do. Now, I probably wouldn't have done that three or four or five years ago, but I'm getting more understanding. Hallelujah. Well, I don't know why I said all that, but somebody. Ephesians 6, verse 19, y'all are. No, not 19. I said that last time. I'm going to rewrite that one time. Ephesians 6, verse 16. Above all, taking the shield of faith. Above all. Above all the, above all the pieces of armor, taking the shield of faith. Above all armor that you need, you must have faith. Above all. Taking the shield of faith Wherewith Ye shall be able Ye shall be able Ye not might be able You will sometimes be able No ye shall be able Say I shall be able, I shall be able. To, quench. to quench All the fiery darts, the fiery darts. Of, the of the wicked How many of the fiery darts? Uh-huh. All Every time You can quench the fiery darts of the wicked With faith All the fiery darts of the wicked All the fiery darts of the wicked Amen With the shield of faith In every The New Living Translation says In every battle You will need faith as your shield To stop the fiery arrows Aimed at you by Satan Aimed at you by Satan Amen You know Satan's taking aim at you Satan's taking aim at you. He watches and he takes aim at you. And you know, there's times that we get away with bad confessions. So, I mean, we think we do. And it seems like we do. In other words, we don't break our leg that day. How many of you have ever said, give me a break? And you don't have a broke bone yet. Mm-hmm. You're gonna dig up that seed right after church, right? Amen. I Lord, I renounce that in Jesus' name every time I've ever said that. I dig that up. I'll never have a broken bone. Oh. You know, but you never know when the arrow's aimed at you. Amen. And that we would not that we walk in fear. But we watch those things we say Okay, so faith, this shield of faith Is the ability to believe God's word To the point that the word of God is the only thing You will act on And pastor talked about that a while ago He talked about there's a working it out It's not, these things don't You know, we're not in faith the first time we hear something preached I know we have to work it out. We, the Bible says work out your own salvation. And we have to take the word of God and we have to chew on it and work on it and chew on it. Not discrediting it, not um, uh, reasoning it out, but using the word of God you know, to, to dig up the things in us that have been planted through years by the enemy. I've noticed in Alabama, West Alabama, maybe all of Alabama, I don't know. But one of the things that the devil has just planted, it seems like um, uh, all over is a poverty mentality. And don't seem really to matter how much money. I think some of these people that have such a poverty mentality got a lot more money than I do stuffed under their mattress. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't have to do with the amounts of money, but it has to do with ways of thinking. Hallelujah so the devil can sprinkle those seeds and we have to take that word of God and we have to work it and work it like chewing it like a cow chewing its cud and work it and work it and meditate it and 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 you know until revelation comes until understanding comes and you know not discrediting the word of God not dis, not ever di, always with the mentality of the word of God's right and I'm wrong I may not have it figured out where I'm wrong, but it's right and I'm wrong and I just am not seeing this right. Or not thinking, well, you know, that doesn't mean what it says it means or, or, or uh, that's contradictory. The Bible doesn't contradict itself. It's all in our dividing of the word of truth. Amen. And we have to rightly divide the word of truth, the Bible says, which insinuates we could wrongly divide it. Amen. Amen. Just like that little lady had wrongly divided the word of truth. But you know what her real problem is? And I'll just tell you this right now. You know what her real problem was? Because she believed what a man says. And I'll tell you right now, don't ever believe what a preacher says. Unless you find it in the word of God. Don't believe what I say unless you find it in the word of God. Don't believe what pastor says unless you find it in the Word of God. It'll get you in trouble. It'll get you going down a wrong road if you believe what a man says and you didn't find it in the Word of God. And we've got Christians everywhere that have just bought hook, line, and sinker, everything. That pastor know nothing. Well, uh, all he knows is what somebody told him. See, we've just passed it down by word of mouth versus going to the source. Like pastor told me one day, he said, you know, anybody, anybody that's a true student of the Word of God knows that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is truth. And so any preacher that's saying it's not truth is not really a student of the Word of God. They're giving themselves away that they don't even read this thing. Because if you read it at all, you'd know baptism of the Holy Spirit is truth. Well that just I thought you know that's right It's so plain in there It's so obvious And of course all of us It's so obvious to us Amen Praise God Thank you Jesus So we, we should be We should be Like the Was it the Bereans Was that who they were That were always looking to the word of God To see if these things be so Is that who it was The Bereans Amen. They were always looking at, Bible says, to the Word of God to see if these things be so. Man, they had Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Peter, Paul, and... I say Peter, Paul, and Mary. (laughs) Peter, Paul, and James, and Timothy, and... uh, that's who they had preached. They had the best of the best. They had the ones that had got it from the horse's mouth, except for Paul. Well, he got it from the horse's mouth, too. I mean, he had an encounter with Jesus by the Spirit, and the Jesus spelled out the mystery of the New Testament to him. And you know what? They had them, and the Bible says they were searching the Scriptures to see if these things be so. They weren't buying everything that came down the pipe, hook, line, and sinker. Man, we ought not to buy what comes over TBN, hook, line, and sinker. We ought to be searching. In the scriptures to see if those things be so I think you I mean there's some good things on there but you got to chew up the meat and spit out the bones or chew up the hay and spit out the sticks I mean because there's some sticks in there there's some they sing some of the weirdest songs you ever heard you know hallelujah hallelujah We ought to search the scriptures. Well, is that so? And you know, we interpret scripture in light of other scripture. We don't just jerk one scripture out of context. We interpret scripture in light of other scripture. Like Ananias and Sapphira, we talked about them this morning. You can't just jerk them out of context and say, see, God struck them dead. Well, we got to take it in light of scripture. You cannot interpret uh, Ananias and Sapphira in the book of Acts You have to interpret it in light of John 10 The thief comes to steal, kill and destroy You cannot just say Oh well let's just throw John 10-10 out now Because they got struck dead No, the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy So somehow the thief is in this situation With Ananias and Sapphira See I've got to interpret it in light of scripture and that's what I'm talking about. I used to not understand that, so I, I had to work these things out in my spirit because I'd come to, you know, I'd be like, okay, I'm in faith, I'm in faith. And I'd read Ananias and, oh, and I'm having to work this out. You know, oh, because, man, that just don't line up. And, I, you know, and I'm not, un- I, I'm not understanding this, Lord. Well, i got to interpret Ananias and Sapphira. You know, just because, is it Peter? Was it Peter? Yeah, Peter. Just because Peter knew that they were going to fall over dead doesn't mean God did it. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Well, let's go. Let's go back to faith. We're talking about faith. Um, Ephesians. Did we read that? What I turned to. Okay, Ephesians two eight. Make sure we read it at least. Ephesians two verse eight. Thank you, Jesus. Ephesians 2 8. We might just preach all over the word. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. For by grace are ye saved through faith, that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. That word saved there is the word sozo in the Greek. It means to save, deliver, protect, heal, preserve, do well, and be made whole. I looked it up this afternoon in the Greek. And that's specifically what it said. That it's not just to go to heaven, for by grace do you go to heaven through faith. No, it's not just that kind of saving. It's to, be, it's to go to heaven, to be delivered, to be protected. You're not going to need any protection in heaven. So it must not be, talk, must be talking about something more. To heal, you don't need healing in heaven. To preserve, you won't, you won't need preser- preservation. To do well, to be made whole. All of that is through faith. So how are we going to be protected? Through faith. Amen. How are we going to uh, walk whole and healthy? Through faith. It's the only way, isn't it? We can do it through youth for a few years, but that youth will wear off. Amen. And that not of yourselves. Well, hallelujah, the faith isn't even of ourselves. It says it is the gift of God. That word faith there in the Greek means reliance on, constancy of profession. That's what it means, constant, through faith, through relying on God, but also it meant through constancy of profession. In other words, through, what, through a constancy in what you say, you'll be saved. Through a constancy of profession The word profession in the Hebrews Where it says that uh, That he's the uh, Well anyway in the book of Hebrews we're going to get to it in a minute It uses the word profession I'll just go ahead and tell you That word profession in the Greek Means to agree with To say the same thing To say the same thing. In other words, to say the same thing as God says. Through faith, through saying the same thing as God says, through relying on Him and trusting in Him, but also saying the same thing as He says. Because, you know, think about it now. There's lots of little old ladies say, I'm relying on Jesus, I'm trusting Him. And in one sense they are, but with their mouth they're not agreeing with Him. With the mouth, they're not saying the same thing as he's saying. So they're not seeing deliverance. They're not seeing healing. They're not seeing wholeness. So what are they trusting him to? Well, they're just trusting him to be there for them. They're just trusting him to comfort them. They're just trusting him to get them to heaven. And they believe heaven. You could put a gun to their head and they wouldn't deny heaven. Would they? I mean, they really are trusting him in those areas. But through, just not through understanding, we've got to understand that, that to be saved, we're going to have to not only trust and rely on him, but we're going to have to agree with him or to say the same thing or to, to have a constancy in profession. Not confessing something every once in a while, but a constancy in it. Amen it's not, it's not what we confess when pastor says Say this after me It's what we're constantly saying It's what we're saying at home constantly It's what we're saying when we're driving Constantly And I can tell you everybody in here Is saying some things they ought not to be saying That the Holy Spirit might not have just shown us yet We just hadn't seen it Like when I was saying give me a break I just didn't see it I didn't see that as a bad confession You know and a lot of people have said to me before, Well I'm just kidding but the devil don't care if you're kidding or not he just soon break your neck with you kidding As he had with you being serious I mean he doesn't care And so see it's not God up in heaven When we understand it's the devil Then we can't say it's I'm kidding Because when it's, if it's God up in heaven He knows our heart And that's what people mean when they say he, I'm just kidding They say well God knows my heart he, don't, he knows I don't mean that And he does know our heart And he does know you don't mean it but the devil would like would kill you with a hangnail if he could. Amen. And he's 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 not he's not going to say, "Oh, they're just kidding." That little old lady, she's you know, or uh, that Gloria Copeland, she is just kidding when she said that. Just blows me away. She was just kidding, wasn't she? That just blows my mind. Did you ever? Did y'all ever hear anybody say that or say it? Or we used to have a teacher at the Christian school we went to, and she used to wear a shirt that said, Gone crazy, back soon. <laughs> I think she really was a little crazy, to be exact, to be, to be frank. <laughs> <laughs> Gone crazy, back soon. <laughs> <laughs> or I, I, mine, mine used to be, I'm not saying this anymore, but they did, I, oh, I just wanted to climb the wall. <laughs> you know, well, I don't know. I just know that that's not faith. You know, I don't know what that would cost me to do. <laughs> but it was not faith, was it? See Romans fourteen twenty three. You want to turn over there? We're talking about faith tonight, kinda. I think. I hope. I'm in faith. We are. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> And he that doubteth is damned if he eat, because he eateth not of faith. Whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Anything we don't do in faith is sin. There's no way to do something in faith if you don't know it's the will of God. If you know it's the will of God, you can do it in faith. Therefore, you're not sinning. You know what? For us, when we don't do things in faith, it's sin. It's sin. We got to do you know marriage is is a faith walk every part of our life has to be faith amen our work if our work is to be a faith walk our vocation I think a lot of times pastors talking about this morning people living for the weekend living for vacations I think that's one reason that they just can't wait you know uh I think people that are in the right vocation what God called them to do don't even nearly have to have a vacation don't even. It don't really matter that much. I think the people that are not in the will of God as far as their vocation, they are stressed and tired about it. They are stressed out. I've watched some people that I you know, I've watched some farmers out in Gaines County. I really have. I've watched some farmers and I've watched other vocations and that you knew they were called a farm and they could get up every morning and be happy about it. And they didn't you know, they kinda had to take a vacation just to keep mama happy. But literally they could have gone every day and worked. They they really they enjoyed it. It was a blessing. That's how a pastor and I feel. We could you know, we have to kind of make ourselves take a vacation from the church. Now we've seen other pastors and we go, My they're gone all the time. They are gone all the time. They are, they're constantly running to pastor's conference And I like to go to pastor's conference they're const- If they're not going to pastor's conference They're going on a vacation And if they're not going there They're going somewhere else And I'm like You must not really You don't, you don't have a pastor's heart When you want to go that much You don't have a you, When you can It's like I have to dissip- You know I have to use faith to go somewhere And on Sunday I have to use faith Like oh I wish I was there I'd rather really be there Than I head to here on the beach now as soon as the service is over, I'm fine I hope like, oh, I can enjoy this now because they're not there <laughs> But see, I really want to be here I really want to be with you I really, you know I really like it here well, I'm, in, I'm in the right vocation I'll talk myself out of more vacations I talk, you know, we'll say Well we ought to go somewhere You just ask our kids, we'll say we're going to go somewhere And then those are saying and oh, the rest They won't, you watch, they won't And Eric will tell me, I knew you wouldn't go or he, our, our big reputation is, we'll say, we're going to be gone three days. And they say, I knew you'd be back early. Amen? Because it just draws us right back to it. Because why? Because we are in our vocation. We're in our call. We're in what we're happy doing. Amen? And so we're not tired. Now, everybody needs to get out of town just to get... You know, you get a mental tune-up when you go out of town. You, you can see things you couldn't see before. We went over to Georgia and... Went to the mall And it wasn't nothing spiritual about it But we got so I bet we wrote We thought of more ideas Things just started coming to us Because we kind of just turned everything off And you know And let the Let the spirit Rise up from within And amen Quit thinking about things Started just looking at How the Georgians live Over there Mall of Georgia Looking at all the stores That we don't have Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> uh, just looking at how all they looking at how they drive made me want to come to Tuscaloosa. It was just crazy. Pastor said, could you drive over here? I said, not without stress. <laughs> I, would, I couldn't do it in faith, I can tell you. Not out of there on them all those lanes. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. You wouldn't want to ride with me either. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Uh, um, turn over to Romans. Are we in Romans? We'll look at Romans verse chapter twelve, verse three. So being in faith is everything, and so you know, finding finding your vocation, find what makes you happy. Amen. What you look forward to. You know, I just don't even. You know, I'm happy when I have a counseling appointment. When somebody makes a counseling appointment, I'm happy. I mean, it's part of the call of God on my life. It's quite as happy as I get, but He likes it too. But I've heard pastors, "Oh God, I don't, want, I hate to counsel." Uh, you know, most pastors, "Oh, I hate to counsel." That's the worst part. I hate to counsel. I'm happiest when I, I get like if I have a counseling appointment, it's like, "Oh boy, three o'clock today." i I'm, see, I'm happy when I go. That makes me happy. That's part of the call of God on my life. Amen. Praise God! I mean, you find your call. You find what what makes you you have a little bounce in your step to get up and go to work. I don't ever get up in the morning and say, "Oh God, I wish I didn't have to go to work." I never feel that way. Amen. Amen. Y'all are looking at me like I don't believe it. (laughs) I don't. I'm happy. Thank you, Jesus. And it's not based on numbers. It's not based on salary. It's not based on that at all It's not. I, most of my I'm not, I'm not my future I'm telling you my past Not my future But most of my past As a minister's wife I've worked full time And most of it I hadn't got paid And all, it, all of it I've never got paid What I was worth In the past I told pastor Because if I'm out of town It takes four Mennonites To replace me
1: <laughs>
0: That's what I used to tell him In Seminole Four Mennonites To replace me It'd take four people to do what I do You know what If you're in the call of God It'd take four people to do what you do And you do it with ease It's not even any big deal It'd take four people to replace you Because it's the anointing And it's being in the right place And it's being in the call Amen Hallelujah. It's a wonderful place to be Be led by the Spirit Don't be led by salary I never have been led by salary now, see, circumstances would have told me years ago, go get a job. All of my pastor friends, their wives worked at secular jobs. But I, I just got in the call and flowed. Hallelujah. Just get in the call and flow. Hallelujah. And just be happy as a stuck pig or something. <laughs> yes. Just, ha- just, you know, some people just say she's just too ignorant to be anything but happy or something. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'm just happy. Glory to God. I just want to talk about being happy tonight, I guess. Romans twelve three. For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Well, God didn't give you some kind of inferior kind of faith. He gave you the God kind of faith. He didn't give you, well, you know, I'm going to give them, I've got this kind of faith, but I'm going to give them a different kind. And it's going to be kind of weak, pitiful faith. No, he gave you the God kind of faith. He gave you the very same kind of faith he had. He dealt to us the measure of faith. He dealt to us, we looked at it last week, world overcoming faith. I've got world overcoming faith residing on the inside of me. You've got world conquering faith residing on the inside of you. You've got, the, you've got faith in you for, for, for the, to, to rule and reign in your realm. In your realm. You may not can rule and reign over in Nigeria, but in your realm. Now you can if God gives you Nigeria, even in the Spirit. I mean if he speaks to you and says I'm giving you Nigeria You can stay right here in Tuscaloosa And rule and reign over there You can start calling the shots in the spirit In prayer over there Amen See we're going there We're going to some of those kind of places in prayer I'm telling you it's time to grow up And quit just praying for self, self, self And start getting out there And praying for the world And praying for others And praying for our nation Our nation is in trouble it's in Because Christians have been praying for self Lord, bless me, mine, and my four, and no more, and all that. You know? And, we, and, and, and you know what, though? Christians all over America it God's, it are, are waking up. And did you know God's turning it around? That that army is waking up? And you can see signs of it if you look out. That the army's waking up all over America. There's never been more prayer go forth. Amen? I, we, we, we finally got enough We finally saw We was going to go down the tube If we didn't do something And Americans are waking up and they're praying And they're praying for their nation And they're praying with a in, in a different way Than oh Lord help us Lord bless us They're praying with authority And they're praying in the spirit talk, Speaking out mysteries And they're calling things that be not as though they were And they're doing like Jeremiah said They're building and they're planting And they're uprooting and rooting out Amen And it's happening in America And it's happening in Alabama And it's happening in Tuscaloosa County I'm telling you Tuscaloosa County is changing Hallelujah Glory to God Glory to God You know tradition I was thinking about how far tradition will take you Traditional Tradition is so powerful You know the University of Alabama Has a lot of tradition Going way back in football Don't they They have so much tradition And there's such a momentum to that tradition There's such a power to that tradition That they can take some mediocre players And make them powerful They really, they turn out to be good football players Better than they even are Just because the tradition has such a momentum to it The tradition has such a power to it Now that's real good Except that that's the very thing we're up against Religiously in this community That momentum and power of tradition and we got our prayers have got to get out there and start uprooting that and unplanting it. We're not going to do it with picket signs down at the courthouse. We're not going to do it with picket signs. We're going to do it and we're not going to do it by by condemning them and saying, "Oh, I hate football," you know. Well, I kind of I like it myself. I like it. But you know, we don't have to worship it just to enjoy it. Hallelujah. I'm not going to put it before Jesus. You're not either, are you? Well, I hope God don't test us on that. Having a revival meeting right in the middle of the Auburn game. Well, I wouldn't care. I wouldn't care. We could all just record it and go watch it afterwards, couldn't we? (laughs) No. No, boy, I'm not getting any amens on that. Woo! I'm believing and I'm confessing that Jesus is Lord in our lives. That we are led by the Spirit and and the things we enjoy do not rule us. Amen. And if they do, we'll have to cut it off. So you better make the adjustment. Because if you don't, God will make you cut it off. So I'm making the adjustment. You're not ruling in my life. Amen. So anyway, we're having to take our prayers And we're having to go with our prayers And we're having to push and push and dig And, 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 not, and not in any specific people's lives In, the, in just in the, the, the attitudes of the, just the county Just the, hmm The atmosphere, that's it The atmosphere, the powers that be Because the Bible says the traditions of men Make the word of God of none effect Hallelujah Thank you, Jesus. Well, see, faith, we're going to need faith, aren't we? We're going to have to have faith in every area. We're going to have to have faith for safety, faith for finances, faith for our vocation. We're going to have to have faith for marriage. You won't make it in marriage without faith. Marriage is too tough. Without faith. You won't make it parenting without faith. It's tough in these days. It might not have been so tough in 1930, 1940, but it's tougher now, I can tell you. Kids see things now they didn't see then. Kids experience things now they didn't experience then. Kids, I've been reading some books lately, on uh, Christian books on uh, a teenage group, for, for like teenage and young adults, mostly for young adults and uh, older teens. And uh, I'm like, they, and they, in, the, in these books they describe what their life was like at school, and I'm like, I didn't know it was that bad. I didn't know they were confronted with those things every day. I didn't know that it was so prevalent. I guess I should have, but I didn't. I guess I needed to read, didn't I? So anyway, faith, it's going to take faith. Hallelujah. It takes faith to to walk in the callings of God. But it's happy. That's the happy place to be. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, praise God. So God gave us the God kind of faith hallelujah God wants us to live totally by faith in every realm what area do you need to get in faith over you need to recognize when you're not in faith and you need to, we need to make adjustments when we're not in faith and some of us you know we have a spouse that's, in, that's flowing with us you know my husband says to me well that don't sound like faith to me or he'll say I wouldn't say that or sometimes he hears how he says I'm not confessing that I go, okay You know, I'm getting all this little checkup But I tell him the same things No, 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 that's not what You know, that's not it You know, hallelujah Glory to God But we have to check ourselves The Holy Spirit's our teacher Where it comes to faith, amen Praise God Well, Holy Spirit, what do you want to do? Thank you, Jesus Thank you, Jesus Does anybody have a testimony, a faith testimony? Not, I don't want an a, a April spit testimony. The April spit testimony is when we were first starting to one of these churches, the pastor said, does anybody have a praise the Lord, a testimony tonight? And a little six-year-old boy stood up and he said, our neighbor's cat had kittens and they named it April spit. And we kept thinking, waiting for him to say, and it died and we prayed. Or, and, you know, we were waiting for the, but that was the whole testimony. And so I don't want no April spit testimonies tonight. (laughs) I want faith testimonies. Something faith. Faith. Okay, Kevin, faith.
2: Well, um, just recently um, God has been dealing with me in the area of of giving and finances. And um, Pastor knows even. I talked to him. Uh, I think recently we had a fellowship and I had absolutely nothing to give. I I given it all away. And I told Pastor, I said, well, can you give food? Uh, can you do something? And so I cooked for the last fellowship for the last time. And I can tell you, it, it counted, and I got a harvest off of it. And another time, um, I, I didn't have anything, and I was cleaning the church, and I said, God, I don't have anything to give. And I was cleaning, and there was a dime on the floor. And I picked it up, and I said, thank you, God.
0: <laughs>
2: and then I found a dime in my pants pocket. So I had two dimes to give, and I gave them in that service. And God reminded me of the testimony of the widow's mite. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I got a harvest off of that, too. So he gives seed to the sower. He ministers seed to the sower every time.
0: Now, I used to tell our kids at Christian school, if you find any money in the church, it's God's money. <laughs> but we'll make an exception this time, Kevin. <laughs> if they found money on the playground, they were supposed to turn it in, weren't they? You think they did. Everybody thinks they did. Raise your hand. Nobody believes they did. <laughs> okay, more faith testimonies. Okay.
3: Oh, Wednesday I went to lunch and I, my daddy had told me Tuesday evening and he said that tire looks really low you need to check it Well everything up in the country the air didn't work Everywhere I went so at lunch I went to check the iron, and it had 10 pounds of pressure I'd done had this tire worked on twice At Alabama Hostel Tire <laughs> Plug that one Well um, <laughs> Friday about 11 o'clock uh, My boss's husband come in and he said um, You think you can follow me over to Alabama Hostel Tire Just out of the blue I said yeah well, I'm always dropping them off somewhere and picking him up. And I thought, well, he just wants me to bring him back. He winked at me. He said, we're getting you four new tires. So praise God, we went, got four new
0: tires Friday for my car. So what a blessing. Amen. Praise God. Who else has a faith testimony? Hallelujah. So I thought somebody got a car given to them in here. I don't know who it is, but... <laughs> the shoe fits, wear it.
2: <laughs>
1: well, um, I did get a card given to me. Hallelujah Glory to God. To God. Yes. Um, hallelujah. Hallelujah. No,
0: payment.
1: no payments. No payments. Um, I did have to repent because <laughs> I, at the first of the year, I got some money. I got $3,000 on my income tax. And um, it just kind of sort of it didn't just disappear <laughs> but uh, anyway I didn't spend it on a car and um, I didn't have me a car so um, anyway um, my van just kept getting worse and worse and worse leaking oil and and all and uh, my sister's boyfriend kept working on it and stuff and um, anyway uh, he came over one night and he said we're just gonna give you this car we we have this car sitting sitting in our yard it's been sitting there for like two three years and we're going to give you this car glory to God I got me a car it don't leak oil it don't (laughs) leak antifreeze or transmission fluid or power steering fluid (laughs) glory to God hallelujah glory to God I'm still believing God for me another car though (laughs) amen that's right that's right she
0: sewed her hand Amen. amen Glory to God.
1: Glory to God. Glory
0: Amen. To God. Praise God. She sold her van, and and the person that received it was thrilled to get it. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Uh, more faith testimonies. Do
4: what?
0: I think so. <laughs> as long as it's not April Spit. <laughs> no, it's not April Spit.
3: Um, some people know. Earlier this summer, we had a dog that was diagnosed with um. It was a bad diagnosis that we didn't accept, but he was diagnosed as going blind. And um, I had him at the doctor a couple of weeks ago, and they looked at his eyes and they said, how is this dog seeing? Because from the human standpoint, if you look at it from a medical standpoint, he should not be able to see at all, but he can. He can sit on our couch and look outside and see things going on outside. And and the vets are just floored. They're just like, this is a total (laughs) mystery to us how this dog is seeing. But we know that it's a result of prayer and belief. So Alex sees.
0: It's faith dog. In children's church, we used to have faith dog. So it's faith dog. Hallelujah. Who else? That's a good testimony. Amen. I heard something. Well, if I don't move, you'll have to.
3: (laughs) Okay, well, we've been believing and standing and... You know, really standing on money and things changing. We're going through a transition with our business, with the companies, and uh, I'm like, okay, Lord, you know, there's gotta be money somewhere coming. You know, it's gotta be coming. We're planting those seed. We've gotta be coming. I'm checking my bank account and I'm looking through there and I'm thinking, I know what I got and it ain't matching what they have, except it's to the good. And I'm like, okay, so I'm gonna call the bank. It's you know, I'm looking, looking. And I searched and searched and searched and searched through to make sure because I didn't want to look really dumb if I called them. So anyway, I called them and I said, (laughs) I said, "Um, can you tell me what my balance is? You know, and they told me what the balance was. And I said, no, are you sure? (laughs) You know, and they're like, yes. I said, well, can you tell me my deposit? So I'm going over the thing again. You know, I've already highlighted everything I can, looked on the computer and checked everything. And well... So I said, no, are you positive? And I said, well, I'm going to go, and I'm going to go meet with you or something. So I thought, and Joe said, Candy, you, don't do that.
0: Let <laughs> don't me you. say this. He was afraid they'd take it away from <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah.
3: Right, so bless God. <laughs> but anyway, we come out 3,000 to the good. There's no Ooh. way I could have made that big of a mistake so God did that so I was happy about that Amen. and this is another little one I was driving I, I, I don't know I forgot to get gas Anyways, it was like one mile to empty on my car <laughs> and it tells me it starts dinging you know he's got to get gas so I'm at the Texaco I'll tell everybody where it says y'all can go to um, <laughs> I go to the Texaco across from at Farland Mall well I drive up to the you know I pull in the first thing I thought nah, I'm not gonna go there so I go around to the number one pump and um I look and I get out and I put my credit card in there because I like to pay outside so I don't have to go in there. Well, anyway, it said, you must see cashier. So I was like, Ugh. So I go in there and I said, your thing's not working. You know, I'm getting mad because I'm hot outside. And he goes, oh, just go pump your gas and come back in and we'll run it. And uh, so I'm out there and I'm looking at the the little dollar amount part on top is not doing it. So I thought when the lights were out and it would show like 50 cents and a dollar. And I'm looking and it's saying nine gallons, 10 gallons. And I get up to 12 and a half gallons and it says two dollars and forty cents <laughs> <laughs> so i go in and i say okay here you go and, he, and it's an indian guy and he's like you know so you only getting two dollar forty cents and i said no i got 12 gallons of gas you know i'm being honest with him and he's going no only two you, you're going to charge two dollars <laughs> and forty cents and i'm like no i got 12 gallons something must be wrong with your light thing because i thought you know outside it's not showing right. It's got to show right on the inside. Well, I get in there. He goes, I can't charge you anything but $2.40. I said, well, praise God. Thank you. you know? <laughs> so and Joe, I told Joe and Jonathan over here, and they said, "No, what pump was that? Can we go with there?" So, so
0: bless God. Yeah, Joe said, why didn't you call me on your cell phone? I'd have come right over and filled up my car. <laughs> Hallelujah. Faith testimonies, anybody else, I don't want to cut you all these are good testimonies okay miss rita
4: well this was a a biggie for us um last friday night we noticed it was still hot in the house i mean like 80 something degrees and um so jimmy went out to check the air conditioner and uh the the it would go for a little while and then the fan would stop so we had to turn it off. This was like eleven o'clock at night. So we just had to shut it down. And We went through till was it Tuesday? With no air conditioner. And I thought, thank you, God, we have grown. Because a few years ago we would have been murmuring and complaining. Because we were wiping sweat and getting outside and all that. and and we did we I don't think we told anybody. But we just trusted God. We prayed over it, we trusted God. And um, the man that had installed it in two thousand yeah, two thousand. Uh, good Christian people he came out well he called first he said "Uh, they've got a motor in Birmingham he said yours is under warranty and um, and so he called the man and he said usually they have to wait several days to to pick up one but I had gone to work and Jimmy said when he came out he uh, they installed it made sure everything was running right and uh, because I had asked him I said well Since we don't know exactly how much it will it be, I said, uh, do I need to uh, leave some money or, you know, a check or what? And uh, he said, don't worry about it. I'm taking care of it. And Jimmy said when he left, he didn't charge the labor fee, which, you know, was a great, great blessing on installing a motor uh, in a heat pump. So we just praise God. We just thank him.
0: Thank you, Jesus. Uh Praise God. Hallelujah. God's moving for all of us. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Okay, let's stand up. You should have spoke quick. (laughs) Hallelujah.